What is going on, you guys and gals? You are listening to Cheap Talk Wrestling. I'm TJ Alvin, alongside with Brandon Carr, Dylan Sariva. Guys, what is going on? It's been crazy week this week. Bad Bunny on SNL with the title. We're on the road to WrestleMania still with the Elimination Chamber. Guys, what's going on? Nothing much, man. You know, as we're recording this, tonight's actually an Elimination Chamber, so we'll give you guys, like, our predictions and stuff. But another crazy week of wrestling. A lot has happened. Um Last week, we had the NXT pay-per-view, which had a crazy end into it. I'm sure we'll get into that as well. Um, but yeah, a really crazy week of wrestling, and we got Elimination Chamber tonight. But as you guys will be listening, it already happened. But hopefully, our predictions are right. Yeah, you know, we're hoping to keep rolling here as we get closer to Mania season. Um, Elimination Chamber, probably the last great gimmick match WWE still has. You know, a couple of blips in the road here and there. Uh, you know, the Extreme Elimination Chamber that god-awful Intercontinental Elimination Chamber a couple of years back. But overall, mm-hmm. this has honestly always been one of my favorite match types. It's just – it's interesting. There's a lot of, like, hard-hitting, stiff work. It should be a good pay-per-view. Here's the thing, though. The Elimination Chamber is different from what it used to be. Now there's padding in there. Mm-hmm. When, when they had the Extreme Elimination Chamber – okay, I thought that was a little too far. Like, for ECW's December to Dismember. Probably the worst paper – got Paul Heyman fired. You know, oh yeah, and then you had the title change for Bobby. It's great uh, for him. Don't get me wrong; it's great for him because he built a great feud with it. Before he like left and went back to the indie scene, like he was just so like poster child WWE, like Mister No Personality. I like what he does now. Like I actually really like his character development now. Me too. Yeah, he's yeah. really good. He's getting. He's finally getting to what he should be, but. Let's go. Actually, you know what? Since we're talking about Elimination Chamber, let's just hop into the card. I mean, we have other stuff I want to bring up, but let's just hop into it. So Bobby Lashley will be defending the United States title against Keith Lee and Matt Ridley. Guys, what are your picks? You know, with me, I I don't really see a change here. I think I'm going to take Lashley. I think how they've just been building him up, he's looked really dominant. And I think they're just going to continue – making him look that way heading into WrestleMania, whoever his opponent is down the road. But I think, you know, he's been a really good United States champion. And I just don't think at this point it makes sense for them to take the belt off of him. I think he'll end up retaining and uh, winning this match because just because of how they booked him and he's just looked really dominant. He has looked really, really dominant. I'll give you that car. But I think another person that gets so far under the radar here in main roster run so far a little bit is Keith Lee. I think, They've been starting to push him a little bit more. I think the the main roster writers and, and Vince and everything like that starting to realize what they have in Keith Lee. And I think I know it's a little soon considering how close WrestleMania is, but I think they might put the belt on Keith Lee tonight and let him work that mid-card championship. See, I could see Keith Lee taking it tonight as well, but he, here's my thing with that. I think they need to build that story between Bobby and Keith Lee. I think that'd be a great story to build, especially – like with everything that's been going on with Keith Lee, with the writers and whatnot, having been sent back down to the performance center for a little bit. I, I think for Keith Lee, I, I hope to see it. I would like to see it happen at Elimination Chamber, but I don't think it will. I think they're going to save that for the big pay-per-view. Because like, that's the thing is that like you can, I mean, look at it this way. We're what, two months down the road. Why not save the big match win, especially in front of a quote crowd that they are supposed to be having, what, I think 25,000 people at WrestleMania, supposedly. For me, I'll I'll say Bobby's going to take the title. I like both picks. I think I'm just going to say mm-hmm. Bobby. Moving to SmackDown, 
the Universal Championship Elimination, where immediately they get a WWE Universal Championship match. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I think it's just stupid. I, I like how they're pushing Roman. Like, I like how they're making him a full-on heel with that. I like how they're really getting into Edge versus Roman for Mania. But who do you think takes on Roman after the Elimination Chamber? I don't know if this is like a surprise pick, but I'm going to take Cesaro because... I feel like the way, again, like the way he's been getting built, like his push has been great. You know, he's had like a lot of like big wins as of late. And it seems like now I think they signed him because his contract was supposed to expire this year. I think they re-signed him. So it seems like that they're pushing his character, you know, to be more dominant and whatnot. And I think like, you know, I think we can get behind like him, like winning that match. And then I don't think he's going to win the belt, obviously, but I think just him you know, having that match with Roman afterwards, I think we can, like, us fans can probably get behind that. And I just, I've been saying for a long time, Cesaro, you know, I feel like has the makings to be, you know, one of those top guys in WWE. I think, you know, now the way that they're pushing him and whatnot, I think they'd just be kind of cool, you know, just to see him win that match and see what he can do against Roman. So I'm going to take Cesaro. Yeah, I I definitely think Cesaro is going to get a big push in that in that match. Uh, later tonight and everything like that his his promo earlier this week or last week really good work from a guy who's been really underutilized so i think he's gonna get a big push but i think they're just gonna keep the ko storyline going here's my prediction final two it's gonna be kevin owens versus cesaro i think that's gonna be the last two left in the chamber ko is gonna win and then he's gonna get bodied by roman uh circa 2006 new year's revolution when edge cashed in the money in the bank he's just gonna get run over uh, again by roman but yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go Kevin Owens. I'm going for Daniel Bryan. I like how they're building that story between Paul, like with doing the talking smack and stuff. You always hear him on talking smack with them. I kind of, I feel like Daniel Bryan is the pick. Reason being is because there's already something going on, but there's nothing physical been going on in the ring just yet. I like Cesaro. I like the push that they have for Cesaro. I think that they're saving that. I don't. This is just me. I think they're saving that. For Mania between Cesaro and Seth. I'm hoping he finally gets his first sing- like, I think this is his first singles match at Mania. That sounds right. Because yeah. he's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner once upon a time. And then like I feel like yeah. he's just been in numerous tag team matches. So. Oh, and the, the year he won the the Battle Royal, that was like probably the only only year WWE made it feel like it was worth anything. Yeah. Um, because he got himself over. Like he's one of those guys he's gotten himself over before and they just they like don't want to push him past the mid card. I think it could be, let's be honest, his finisher really isn't that crowd popping, the neutralizer. Well the I swing is still is, I think. Yeah, the swing's over, but I think what you would oh, yeah. see is like sort of like when Daniel Bryan ascended to the main event, they gave him the running knee instead mm-hmm. of just the LaBelle lock, the yes lock, the no lock, the cripple across face, whatever you want to call it. You know, there's seventeen thousand names. But yeah, if if we're gonna see Cesaro get a main event push, watch for a different like finishing move to come out of that. They'll build it up. If if they're gonna have Seth versus him, they're gonna build something up between the two. And not only that, I think we're gonna see a new move set for him mm-hmm. coming coming down the road between Seth and Cesaro. So I'm looking at the card again. And after she announced her pregnancy, <laughs> she's still on the card. I don't know if this is like this is just like them not updating the website. This this remember this yeah. is we're doing this the day of elimination chamber. It is Lacey Evans versus Oscar supposedly still. So if I'm um, gonna interrupt here, if I may, yeah, a yeah, little bit, little little bit of a wild card out of left field here. So I have read it is like true she is pregnant. Her oh, yeah. husband, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. What if we see the man 
sort of a little bit of a shock factor, you know, kind of keeping it under wraps. Could Becky Two Belts be back? Becky Two Belts? Maybe, yeah. I can see that. I can see that happening. I can see it. I mean, I'm not saying it's like really going to happen, but that would be like such a swerve. That'd be a swerve. I would. I think you need something like that. I think you need something like that for WrestleMania, especially like after she just gave birth, Seth's back. I think that'd be a good swerve. I I like that pick. (laughs) I like it. So the story that was going on for her supposedly was they were going to do something like that, but with the legitimate pregnancy, they wanted to make Ric Flair the father. They wanted to make a 70-year-old man the father. Yep. I. It's... It's so funny, like how they can convince Rick to come back, and next thing you know, do something like that. I I think it's funny to see that, but I think they just need to cut it on the you know the the older man taking like you know getting someone pregnant or going into a relationship yeah, with someone like that. I mean, that's well, just, especially yeah. too like with like social media like now today, like that oh, kayfabe yeah. is so. Pro- it's like the first time Steph got pregnant and Vince wanted to say he was the father, and she's like know my actual father Vince <laughs> and then like this was a true thing like then he was like we'll have Shane be the father and it's like no you crazy old man we will not <laughs> we will not do that <laughs> he just thought it would be such good shit to like, go on the air and say I'm the bastard so- father honestly man nothing uh, surprises me with Vince McMahon since he fought God at Backlash what 2000 yeah. and that's right he beat Shawn Michaels God. And God Vince McMahon literally beat oh God, God. Yep. <laughs> Vince McMahon won God zero <laughs> yep. Mc- the Church of McMahonism Church of McMahonism <laughs> I can't wait to, for them to actually have a Hall of Fame and have a section called the Church of McMahonism. I'm waiting for that to happen. You're just going to see Vince McMahon pointing or just saying you're fired and like glass. And on yeah. the other side, he's, they're handing oh, good lords. how such good shit this is. Good lords. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, lordy. But <laughs> let's. <laughs> this is too far. Oh, man. Vince is a. He has a mind for the business, but he doesn't have a mind for the business when it comes to, you know, real life shit. What would yeah, like, Dylan, I want to like circle back to your the kayfabe comment. I agree on that with how mm-hmm. everything now is always posted on social media. And I get into rants about this at like at Showcase Pro Wrestling is that when people post like, oh, thank you for such a great match or like and you're in a rivalry between the two or you give comments about your matches afterwards, you're losing the entire. I feel like you, like for people that don't have social media, you're losing the entire audience. I think. Well, and that's been the good thing with MJF. Like, oh, yeah. say what you will about the guy, but he keeps that personality twenty four seven on social yeah. media. Like, it's perfect. Love that. That yeah. dude is nuts at like mm-hmm. keeping. And I think that's like, I understand. Like, people have personal lives and they want to share that with the fans and everything like that. I think that's great. Um, you know, but like if you have a character like that's supposed to be just a dick to people, yeah, you know, you're MJ and you like call children out on social media <laughs> yeah. when they're tweeting at you, it's hysterical, it works, and it's something fresh. And like, that's great, I'd love to see more of that. And like, it's it's cool, like, if a face like tweets something out nice, you know. Or, you know, when Steph McMahon tweets about philanthropy and then, you know, they screw over Daniel Bryan again, WWE, the company. Be a star, WWE. 
be a star. Anti-bullying as you literally mock the fans for cheering Daniel Bryan. Is that be a star campaign yeah. still going on for the WWE or did that just drop after like 2017, 2016? I feel like it was dropped. because Yeah, I, I think it was dropped. dropped. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen anything on that since then. Uh, yeah. WWE, you know, they have the greatest mindset for the community, but then just drop it like it's hot, huh? Be a yeah, star. That's... Be a star. Actually, is- bully your fans because they <laughs> get behind Daniel Bryan. Oh my god, <laughs> love it! Makes so much sense. No, it's uh, speaking of making sense, let's go to the women's tag team championship match. It's uh, my hole and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Yeah, yeah. so we've been seeing like uh, with the rivalry buildup now for March 3rd has been scheduled for, I guess, whoever wins this will go on to NXT to face um, Dakota Kai and her partner. And mm-hmm. I called that, by the way. So who are you guys taking in that tag team match? I'm going to take Baszler and Nijax. I feel like they could do something where you start building up a feud between Sasha and Bianca, where like one of them like turns on the other one in the match and then like Nia and Shannon pick up the victory. I just think that just makes the most sense. Whether it's Sasha or Bianca, I think one of them turns on each other. I feel like you're just going to start seeing the rift, which then, you know, like I said, starts building up to that match at WrestleMania. So I just think Baszler and, and uh, Nia Jax are going to retain the belts. Yeah, I I think they're going to keep the belts on Baszler and Nia. Well, especially because when they go to NXT, you have like the you have like the monster like the big monster and then like their tag team partner who's like more technical and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like Baszler is more technical, like hard hitting striker. Dakota Kai is very good with her kicks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And then she has um her tag partner is dropping my mind right now, but her, you know, it's the same thing to Baszler and Jax, you know, like that dusty woman's tag match was really good on vengeance day. I thought it was, that's what I love about NXT takeovers. They're really well done with the false finishes. Like there were a couple of times I was like, Oh wow. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. I was like, but yeah, I think they'll probably keep the belts on Baszler and Nia for now. And then I think the belts will switch when they face the Kai. Yeah. I'm going to say the same with Baszler and Nia. I think, I think it's too big of a tag team to drop the belts just quick. Like I'm gonna agree with both, like with you guys about with Sasha and Bianca possibly kind of like still building the feud up. I think Bianca, uh, not Bianca. I think Sasha Banks is gonna turn heel tonight. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're gonna see mm-hmm. because we've already seen it happen. We've already seen it going on like on SmackDown. I think this is just kind of like the icing on the cake for this rivalry to build it up more. It's Raquel so, Gonzalez. That's. That's uh, well, Gonzalez, yeah. it just it there was it slipping my mind. And I couldn't think of it. <laughs> We've rebounded. We got it. We got it back. All right. We got it. The WWE Championship Elimination Chamber, which I think will be the main event of this pay-per-view. We yeah. got we got all former WWE champions. Miz drops out randomly. I, I not to say randomly. I think there's a plan quote plan in mind for him to cash in. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, not tonight. I think it's going to happen after Mania. But guys, your thoughts on the WWE title picture? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you guys if you thought Miz was going to cash in tonight, but TJ, you don't think so. Um, I don't think so either. So I honestly think Drew McIntyre is going to retain. I don't see the belt changing. Although I would, 
I would really like if they put the belt on Randy and then you had like a match between Randy and the feed for the title. But I think we'll see something where like Alexa Bliss interferes somehow in the match, like somehow gets like in the chamber or something and like screws Randy and he gets eliminated. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be a title change here. I think Drew McIntyre is going to walk into WrestleMania as the champion and whether he has, you know, his now his WrestleMania moment with fans there um you know retaining the belt or whatever like i just think that's what's going to happen but yeah i think drew mcintyre is going to retain the belt tonight yeah i think drew will retain as well um i liked what car just said with alexa bliss uh probably going to get involved in some way because i i'm really starting to think they're just going to have the fiend return at wrestlemania because of the fact that like there'll be fans there so the pop will be insane yeah i think it could honestly come down to Drew and Randy in the final two, and then sort of circa 2010 when Shawn Michaels kicked the Undertaker's head off, uh, yeah. you sort of see some sort of like screwy finish at the end there with Alexa Bliss and you know taunting the whole uh, Fiend thing again. Mm-hmm. I'd uh, I'd love to see Fiend versus Drew with the Fiend going over at WrestleMania. That'd be so good. That'd be yeah. such a good match. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. You don't like for the for a guy like the Fiend. You don't need to put the title on him just to say he's a big guy. Like you, like you can agree or disagree on that. But for like the Fiend as a character himself, he draws an audience. For him, for a match like that, it's already a draw itself. Whether it's with Randy, whether it's with Drew, whether it's with anybody, it's going to be a draw no matter what. I feel like mm-hmm. tonight might be the night where we see the Fiend come back, do like that quick little uh, comeback screws randy and leads into that match between randy and the fiend at mania i th- that's already that's already i think in the books for them i think that's going to be a prolonged thing but i think drew is going to take the title back i think he's going to win tonight and i think it's going to be sheamus versus drew at mania because that's the thing is that that story yeah. has been too hot not to do mm-hmm. at, at mania like you have the quote friendship broken up uh, between the two and now festival of friendship dude i love that storyline by the way i thought that was good the oh the ko of and jericho yeah that yeah was good. that was good it should have been for the universal title that mm-hmm. that's just my take on it like don't get me wrong it's great for the united states title but i think that should have been one in the main event two for the universal title but because I wonder who screwed came- that one up yep <laughs> I was going to say, well, I I just want to say, I don't know why people keep trying to become friends with Kevin Owens. I mean, like Sami Zayn got his head smashed off the ring apron his first night in the company. And then Chris Jericho was like, you know, I know he turned on his best friend in NXT, but let's be friends. And, you know, (laughs) hey, man, with the NXT again, breaking up friendships all over again. It's like when you tell your buddies, you know what? They've changed. They've changed, guys. Next thing you know, throws him right through a TV or like a <laughs> the barbershop window. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The following announcement has been paid for by, by me. Hi, I'm TJ Alvin, your ring announcer for Showcase TV and Showcase Pro Wrestling. Hey, are you tired of watching wrestling at home on Monday nights and Wednesday nights? Yes! Do you want to live your dream to be a professional wrestler? Yes! You can at the Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center. What? That's right. All you have to do is get through the hardest door, that front door, and we can make your dream become a reality. What? All you have to do is start now. Yes! 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 Go to sprestling.com and sign up 
today. Or, I, you know, Adam Cole <laughs> super kicks you in the mouth. Yeah. What would you guys think of that turn? What would you guys think of that turn on uh, Vengeance Day with Adam Cole? Dude, that was – I kind of felt like it was coming eventually. But I was like, whoa. Like, that was – because, I mean, think about how long, like, the Undisputed Era have been, like, a group for. It's been I, – I don't know when they started, but it's been a while. Um, Three I'm, years now, I think, Car. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they first appeared at – Brooklyn three, right? Take when over Brooklyn 2017. Three. Yeah. 20, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Going on four years. 17. Yeah. And they've One run roughshod over literally everyone in NXT. One oh, of the longest stables. One of yeah. the longest stables to have other than the New Day. The New Day, I guess, is still a thing with WWE. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, sort of. Well, there was like mm-hmm. no bad blood when they got split. They just went no. to different brands. Yeah. That's all that happened. But yeah, I mean, I was... I kind of expected it to happen eventually, but I, I liked what they're, what they're starting to build up now. I don't know if it's going to be like a triple threat match with like Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, but for the NXT championship, that's what it seems like. Cause like they're all, all three of them are involved in the storyline. I will be looking forward to that match if that's what it's going to end up being. But yeah, I'm like, I'm completely behind this. I think this is going to be a really good story um, between these three guys. So I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Um, sad to see Undisputed Era come to an end because such a great stable. Um, but I think either, like Carr said, the triple threat, or you're going to get some really good matches between Cole and O'Reilly because both wow. of those guys can just go. Mm-hmm. Like, you give you put those guys out there for 35, 40 minutes, they'll put on a cult classic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, they did new uh, right before they came to WWE. They did New Japan, not in the main event, but they did. They were on the New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom card. That's were, how good their matches big, are. Yeah, they had a big rivalry like back in yeah. their indie times. Yeah, they were rivals. Here's you know, I, I have to say, Wrestle Kingdom. I always watch highlights, like because I never actually tune in live. But yeah. every year, New Japan puts on for. I think we've said this before, but for new fans or anything like that, Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan Pro Wrestling's WrestleMania. It's a two-day event, sells out the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, 90,000 people and just, like, the the shows they put on are just fantastic. Yeah, shout out to New Japan. Like, they're just... They're not a book. Yeah, it's they awesome. They know how to book a match. They know how to build up guys that they know are going to be hot, know how they're going to be in the independent scene. They're doing a great job. Like, look, take a look at Kenny Omega. Take a look at him. If it wasn't for New Japan, you wouldn't be seeing Kenny Omega being the five-star, six-star guy. You take a look at Kenta. Same thing, Kenta. Same thing with uh, Kota Ibushi. Same thing with Okada. Same thing with a lot of guys from the WWE, especially Shinsuke. Even. Uh, Gallows and Anderson were huge over yeah. there. Machine Gun Carl, like we never got to see that in WWE Machine Gun Carl Anderson, but him versus Okada in the G1 uh, tournament there, he looked like he should be main event in WWE shows. Hell yeah. Because Mm -hmm. Okada just put him over, dude. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, like Carl Anderson lost, but he looked like a million dollars. That's what I'm saying is that they know how to book these guys that are not being used anywhere else. Like take Luke Gallows. Luke Gallows, I think that was the highlight of his career. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, but now like doing with uh, Impact and AEW doing that, I think that's a great start for him coming off of the WWE run. But before his WWE run, I'll call it a vacation from the actual wrestling scene. Yeah. Being in New Japan, doing like hitting the roads, doing all that. That's been great. That was a great time 
to watch wrestling, watching the Bullet Club, watching New Japan. I I was never a fan of New Japan until I got to see like Kenny Omega when AJ Styles was there for a little bit. It was just, it was a time. It was like when the young bucks were there, it was a different Mm -hmm. wrestling feel. Well, and even like Moxley's put on some great shows out there. It's, it's cool to really see these independent uh, promotions and everything like that are really just putting on some great shows. Um, What's his name has had some really good matches, uh, that I, I mean, I'm a big fan of him. A lot of people might not be. Uh, Simon Gotch, he's done a couple mm-hmm. for uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport thing, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, he looks really cool. I love his whole gimmick now. It's very stiff work and, you know, a lot of, like, actual, like, shoot wrestling holds. And it's cool. It's really, really cool to watch. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not just – if you find WWE a little stale – there's so many good companies out there right now with TV deals. Like, find something. True. Yeah. Everybody's got a TV deal now. Like, if you think about it, right? There's always a way to watch these like wrestling, like wrestling promotions. Showcase YouTube. MLW is on Roku and Pluto TV. NJP is on uh, Roku now. Uh, yeah. ROH yeah. has been on Nessun for. I can't tell you how many years. God knows how long. Uh, I mean, Impact's bounced around, but Impact has a TV TV deal again. (laughs) They always find a way to get some. They have their own network. They do have their own network. network. They have uh, Impact Plus. They have Twitch. You can watch them on Twitch.tv. Everybody goes for that plus. Everybody goes for that plus. It's Disney Plus, Paramount Plus. Are we going to see AEW Plus? There's Discovery Plus. You get like there's Discovery Plus. Animal Planet, Discovery, Food Network, HGTV, you know, everybody's got a streaming service now. When we, yeah. when are we getting Daily Goat Plus? You know, let's let's give hey. that some time. Let's <laughs> give, give that some time. Some time. Let's give that some time. It's in the works, though. It's in the. Works. I'll call up our CEO. I'll get him on the horn. The following announcement has been paid for by by me. Hi, I'm TJ Alvin, your ring announcer for Showcase TV and Showcase Pro Wrestling. Hey, are you tired of watching wrestling at home on Monday nights and Wednesday nights? Yes! Do you want to live your dream to be a professional wrestler? Yes! You can at the Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center. What? That's right. All you have to do is get through the hardest door, that front door, and we can make your dream become a reality. What? All you have to do is start now. Yes! 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 Go to SPWrestling.com and sign up today. With AEW, now they're focusing on the Revolution pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. We're having the explosive diarrhea. Oh, I'm sorry. The ex- uh, explosive barbed wire match Yeah, going on. Do you think that AEW is getting too gimmicky with their matches now? A little bit, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thought of the match kind of sounds. I mean, it's obviously going to be a little with with it being barbed wire and stuff. Obviously, you're going to see a lot of like blood, violence, and stuff like that. But I don't know what the explosive part is behind it. I don't know if it's just like saying like, oh, it's going to be explosive match, it's going to be great. But I think a little bit, uh, considering you know some of the matches that we've seen kind of in the past now for AEW, maybe like a little gimmicky, but. You know, I mean, it's not like that's they're not putting on like good matches. They're obviously like usually good, but I think so. Uh, considering some of the matches that we've seen kind of in the past a little bit, uh, they kind of strike me as a little gimmicky. So, 
I, I think so. Well, especially like putting a guy like Moxley in one of these matches. This is a guy who came out through combat zone wrestling for anyone who hasn't seen CZW. Um, if you're looking for hardcore wrestling in the modern age, those guys are insane light tubes, glass. But this, this is sort of a cool homage to uh, Mick Foley and Terry Funk's rivalry back in the King of the Deathmatch tournament. And I believe it was all Japan uh, back in the 90s. I think it was all Japan that used to put those on. And I mean, it's going to be if they like do it up like this match seems to be hyped up like uh, this is going to be a bloody match. This is going to be, you know, the old WWE thing. Bodies broken, careers ended in an instant. I've had surgery five times in my left knee. Thanks, Ray. Um, but no, this I think this should be an interesting match. It's a little gimmicky. Like I know uh, the other thing, Matt Hardy's having that money match with the uh, hangman page. It, it's just, I don't know, like that would be cool in like 1984 when it was WrestleMania one and like Andre versus mm-hmm. Big John Stud. Mm-hmm. 37 years later, eh. Not a huge fan of that, but the yeah. I happen to like really hardcore stuff. Like I've been watching a lot of the old ECW paper pay per views on the um, network, so I I like hardcore wrestling. I think it's cool to see guys just busted, bleeding like stuffed pigs. But interested to see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like stuffed pigs, bleeding like stuffed pigs. Um, for the explosive match, I, I think it's different. I'm going to agree that wrestling is becoming gimmicky with a lot of the matches. My thing is with AEW, like, I I get it's a new promotion. It's a new television, like, deal for them. or They're new to television. I don't think you need that type of match. I think with those two guys going at it in the ring is enough already. I don't think you need to add that extreme element. If anything, I could see them going into, like, a steel cage. Like, maybe, if anything, like, the barbed wire steel cage. I could see that because you have Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson coming into play in these matches. I could see that happening, but I I guess the creative minds want to go into that. Then the creative minds want that, you know, there's always a reason for the bookings and let's see if, let's see what reasoning they have. We also have on March 3rd is um, Shaq coming into the ring with uh, Jade Cargill going up against Cody and red velvet, I believe think yeah i think that's gonna be i think it's gonna be different i think it's gonna be a unique match yeah but with Shaq, i don't know how much training he's gotten in yeah Uh, let's hope that it's like it's better than like what nia Jax does (laughs) i'm just gonna put this out there real quick just going into nia Jax. i'm reading up an article real quick just pulled it up apparently lana every time she goes up against nia Jax, she says a prayer that, I mean, not even kidding. Lana says prayer before wrestling Nia Jax. That's the headline. I mean, unfortunately, she just has a history of being an unsafe worker. Like, it, yeah, it's unfortunate. Like, I don't think she's a like a terrible performer. Like, she plays her character well, you know. But yeah, it's when you have a history of being an unsafe worker. Why do you think like Mabel never really amounted to much, or uh, Big Daddy V, or Viscera, whatever you want to call them? Or yeah. someone like Ryback, who had a history as an unsafe mm-hmm. worker. Like, yeah. you know, you get these things and... For Ryback, it's allegedly. It's allegedly for Ryback. Because oh, Ryback yeah. rules. 
Okay, Fake Goldberg. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Feed me more. Huh, Uh, it's a bald guy with a lot of muscle. Hmm. Yeah. What does that look like? (laughs) Oh, my. So, last thing I want to do before ending the show, Bad Bunny performing on SNL with the 24-7 title. Honest to God, I thought that our truth was going to come out of nowhere and just pin the man on SNL. That's what I thought. I honestly thought, because I'm waiting on YouTube. I'm waiting for the clip. I'm like waiting for that backstage exclusive where it's just like Bad Bunny getting pinned. I like how they're put, giving Bad Bunny like the title and running with it, bringing him to the performances, doing all this, actually making it a somewhat legit title, yeah. I'll put it. But guys, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I same thing, TJ. Like I thought 100% our truth was going to come out. I thought that would have been kind of cool like to see him like – kind of win the belt back as snl but i think bad Benning just had it while he was just performing which i mean hey you're giving the wwe some you know exposure to you know snl and whatnot i think that's good but yeah i think you know because we've honestly the 24 7 championship really hasn't been like that like valid that legit like you know not really worth too too much but i think like I don't know. I think with Bad Bunny having it, I feel like, you know, it, I think I agree with you, TJ, where like it gives him a little bit more of that. Not a whole lot, but but yeah, I think, you know, it would have been kind of cool just to see R-Truth come out and uh, win the belt back. I thought that would have been like, that would have been really cool. But we've seen like, you know, the 24-7 championship like won by like a lot of like interesting people. I think like Doug Flutie, maybe like one or two weeks ago won it, I think. Yep. So I don't know. It's it's uh, I'm I'm okay with Bad Bunny having it just so you know it gets a little bit more exposure, but yeah, it's still not like not a really uh legit slash like valid uh title. I feel like it's not really, you know, because it's I mean you think about who's had it and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah, I I get what Carr's saying. I sort of amount it to like the Attitude Era Hardcore Championship. Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't think it's not valid. I think it's good for the lower card guys that like wouldn't normally get like a lot of attention and everything. Like I, I think that's why it's been good for our truth. Cause honestly, like I was never a huge fan of our truth. I never got when he got that huge push against John Cena. I have to admit seeing him with the 24 seven title, there's a lot of good comedy moments in there. It's entertaining. And he, yeah. And he's like genuinely funny with like some of the skits he's done. I would love to see like, for a comparison at WrestleMania, like when they did the WrestleMania X7, the hardcore championship match with like Kane, uh, Raven, and I think it was the big show. Big show yeah, right. Yeah. That like, was that'd a be cool. title match. That yeah, was really, that was bringing her that all was really the cool. stadium. Minus, you know, Raven almost killing power to the whole stadium. That's like a really interesting story. So, you know, when they're in the golf cart and he like tries to drive it into that mesh wall? Yeah. Yeah. Like the fencing. So, underneath the mesh wall, um, there was like a bunch of cables and stuff, and one of the cables he almost landed on was the main power supply to WWE's like production. Are you truck. kidding me? <laughs> so I think the the story goes he was like an inch and a half away from landing on that cable, and we would have lost probably the best WrestleMania of all time, X Seven. And if you say seventeen, you're a mark. It's X Seven. But yeah, I don't. I I I like Bad Bunny. I like what they're doing with them. It's cool to see a celebrity that's like. Yeah. actually like really into the product you know so yeah. it's cool it's definitely really cool it's making it hip it's making it um something to watch something to listen like something to really get into like we brought up a couple weeks ago wrestling is i feel like it's back in that attitude era feel where it's 
popular again where it's like okay anybody can be a fan now mm-hmm. especially looking at bad bunny and uh bow a little bow wow bow wow i forget his name the guy who played yeah. in like mike yeah, yeah. Like, i think he bow. goes by bow wow and little bow wow um it's the same person it's not two yeah, different people no, uh, I know it it's like snoop dog and snoop lion same guy different name <laughs> No, but supposedly he's training with Rikishi, so I think that's good. I think that's great that we're seeing these celebrities getting into it, getting into wrestling again. I think it's really good to see that, especially with Bad Money's run right now so far. Well, that was cool yeah. with Gronk, too. Like, I didn't mind seeing him for a little bit. No, Gronk um, was fun. I thought, I literally thought he was going to, like, stay retired. It, like, it, that would have been cool. That's a guy, if he trained right, like, has the physique, like, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, starts sweating seeing a guy with a physique like that, you know, because yeah. Vince loves big sweaty guys. So, you know, sure, you're, you're a grunt, inter- aren't you? Yeah, and he's entertaining too. Like, um, he is very funny. Like, he's good. Yeah, yeah. I-, I thought that was good what they had with him going into last year's WrestleMania. I thought they were going to build up on him more, but I, but with Tom going to Tampa, what it's what it is. Money's going to draw you yeah. somewhere else the opportunity mm-hmm. to win another Super Bowl is there for you. And look what happened yep. this year. Good for him. What I'm what I'm really hoping for for this year's WrestleMania. I know I know we're still a little bit out, but mm-hmm. if you if you're able to have the fans and everything like that, your roster is so deep right now. You have so many and especially with the three brands too that you have like you could put on some really good matches this year. And like there is no excuse for this to be a bad WrestleMania. It's going to be good. I think this year's WrestleMania is going to be better than ever because they're going two nights with it. I think they're finally going to try to actually use the two nights with the fans, especially. But I'm glad we're talking about the Elimination Chamber. We're still on the road to WrestleMania, guys. This has been a great conversation. I'm pumped for the next coming weeks before Mania. I've been TJ Albin alongside with Dylan Sarab and Brandon Carr. We will catch you guys next week. And also follow us on all forms of social media at Cheap Wrestling. Guys, we will see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.